Welcome to OsteoCast, where we talk all things osteopathy, functional anatomy, and movement. With your hosts, myself, Colby Brokel, Amanda Boysen, and Sarah Pucal. Welcome back to OsteoCast. Um, today we're going to talk about reopening under the Phase 2 Directive. Um, so this looks a little bit different for each of us. Um, I, Amanda, am in a position where I am allowed to open as of Friday, June 12th, um, but realistically we're looking more so towards Monday, June 15th, um, whereas Colby and Sarah are both in the areas that are still under Phase 1, so they're working towards um, reopening and working towards um, getting their clinics ready, um, but aren't quite ready to open their doors yet. So we're just going to talk a little bit about what reopening looks like for us. Um, so right now, I, I'm currently sitting in the clinic, um, getting policies, procedures in place. Um, we've all sourced hand sanitizer, face masks, and disinfectants to make sure that the clinics are clean and um, sanitized between every patient. Um, and for me, my clinic area is small and my waiting area is small, so patients aren't going to be able to wait inside the clinic. Um, and I am going to be utilizing two different rooms um, to ensure that once the table has been wiped down, um, that it has time to dry and the disinfectant actually is working. Um, and one other policy that I'm going to put into place is that I'm the only one opening doors, opening and closing doors, um, just because my clinic space is a little bit smaller and it make it just makes more sense that way to stop everybody touching lots of different things. Right on. Um, and everyone's policies and procedures are going to be a little different based on the clinic size, as mine will be different as well. Yeah. But um, one thing to note is that there are government guidelines that we're following in regards to this. And we just kind of wanted to give a rundown on what some of those government guidelines are. So as a patient to one of the clinics, you can also listen to this podcast and get an idea uh, prior to coming in for your, your treatment in the next week, if it's with Amanda or the next couple of weeks with Sarah or I, depending on when we're given the go ahead to actually open the doors and start taking care of patients. Um, so a couple things that are to note is I'm sure Amanda was already saying, but you have to bring your own mask to a treatment. You can't be in the building without wearing a mask. Um, if you do not have a mask, then we, as a practitioner, we're supposed to provide them. We know that some practitioners are charging for the masks that they're providing for patients. Um, I personally am not, um, but that's the first thing in terms of coming in. Obviously prior to that, I should say is making sure you've gone through a, uh, corona screen or a COVID-19 screen. So you talk about um, any of those things you guys have seen, but, you know, having a fever and a newer, a new or worsening cough, et cetera. If any of those are present, then obviously you can't come in for treatment. Um, afterwards, that with the mask you come in, you have to make sure you sanitize your hands. You wash your hands all the way up to your elbows with the hand washing procedures. You know, you're going to spend 20, 30, 40 seconds washing your hands between all your fingers, everything like that. And once that's complete, depending on the clinic setting, you either go into the clinic room, like in Amanda's uh, clinic, or in my clinic, I actually have a waiting room space because I have the space uh, to social distance there. So you can wait in the, the waiting room prior to going for your appointment. Um, once that's complete, again, before you leave, you should wash your hands before you leave the facility to make sure that everything's being cleaned. And then as Amanda mentioned, with cleaning tables, everything has to be sanitized appropriately. And the sanitizer has specific guidelines on the label of each sanitizer and uh, or disinfectant, I should say. So when you clean the tables, it might have to sit for five minutes or 10 minutes before you can actually uh, 
get on it again just to make sure that the disinfectant has worked. Um, so those are all things that we have to make sure that we we are doing and taking in, and making sure that are getting done properly so that we can take care of you guys the best that we can. Yeah, so well said. So just following those guidelines, again, try and get your hands on a mask if you can. It will help us out a lot uh, just because we ha also have a limited supply. So if we have to start uh, providing our clients with a mask every appointment, uh, once we run out, we will have to close. So just really important that everyone comes prepared for their appointment. And we all will be sending out emails to remind you of all these protocols before we open as well. Yeah. A couple things to add to it that aren't necessarily procedural from the government, um, and this is just for my clinic, I don't know about Amanda and Sarah, um, but I'm requesting that everyone is prepared to pay with TAP uh, so that there's less contact in terms of uh, money transaction. I'd also am asking my, my patients to use the restroom before coming to the clinic. That way we reduce the traffic in the restroom and, and the time for sanitation in there. Um, those are two things that I'm definitely adding to the list just to limit the, the time spent in the clinic so that there's less cleaning procedures need to be done uh, just to try and keep things as sanitary as possible. Well, those are good points for sure. Yeah, well said. Uh, I don't have tap in my clinic, so I'll be doing e-transfer, but, you know, same, same thing, thing, just try and keep it contactless payment as much as possible, um, and as well as your online booking, so everyone can kind of go home and then book their follow-up appointment in their own safe environment. Perfect. Yeah. And then we ask, like, I'm asking all of my patients, if you're not comfortable coming into the clinic at this point in time, because we know that things are just starting to open back up, um, please don't come into the clinic and let us know that that you're uncomfortable with it. Um, and then also, if you have any sort of um, pre-existing risk factors that, that I'm sure you guys have heard about, maybe that's some sort of breathing issue or heart condition, et cetera, that we want to limit the traffic of, of those patients in the clinic just to be sure that there's everyone stays safe, right? So just make sure you take care of yourself and be proactive in terms of the things you need to do to stay safe. Yes. Exactly. Uh, and regarding the um, symptom screening, are you both using a survey from the online booking system a few hours before the appointment? Yes. So yes. my, I, mean, I think we all have the same booking system, but that booking system sends out for me anyways, it's 12 hours prior to the appointment, just in case someone's in at 8am, they have it the night before, um, that they can actually go through the screen and send it in online. Plus when they come in, there's signs that ask them to screen themselves. And then of course, a verbal screening as they, before their appointment, when they come in the door to make sure that everything's nice and safe. Definitely. Yeah. And if anyone doesn't have uh, an email address or access to the internet, then we will call you and screen you before you come in as well. Yeah. Another thing that I'm going to implement for patients is just asking them not to not to bring extra people to their appointment unless they need some extra um, assistance to get in and out of the clinic. And if that's the case, just letting me know prior to their appointment um, that that's the case, just so that I'm prepared. Um, and then the other thing is, is just leaving extra valuables in your car at home. Um, I've in the past had patients come in for, for treatment and, you know, they empty out their, their pockets and there's tons of extra little pieces and stuff everywhere. So I do have separate baskets for everything to sit in, um, that can be wiped down and sanitized, but, um, it is important that you don't bring too much extra stuff or any extra people with you as well. That's a great point, Amanda. Really great point. And yeah, again, 
it's all just a learning environment for all of us. So like Colby said, if you're uncomfortable or, you know, like Amanda said, if you need, um, you know, your daughter, your son to accompany to your appointment, uh, just let us know. And that way we're well aware and we can maybe make a plan together of the best action to go forward to keep everyone comfortable and follow protocols as much as possible. And we're the same people. I'm the same person. I'm still excited to treat you. I still want to get a little bit of an idea of what's gone on in the last three months in terms of how your body is doing and how you're doing. Um, So nothing's changing that way. But of course, it's going to be a different environment when you come into the clinic because of those things. You know, in my clinic in particular, the coffee station is no longer there because we can't have that community area. The magazines can't be there because of that. And I'll be wearing a mask and there'll be more cleaning, blah, blah, blah. But we're still the same people. We're still the same practitioners. We still want to take care of you. We still want to do the same work and, and help you out as best we can. There's just some things have to be practiced a little bit differently in terms of cleaning and timing and sanitation because of the, the current nature with COVID-19. And I think like, as you're talking about, we're still the same people. We're also still learning uh, what this environment is going to look like and how it's going to work best for us. So don't don't be surprised if things change or we update things or we change the way things are going as we get back into actual practice, because right now it's all theoretical and we haven't put anything into play into practice. Well, for sure. I feel like every couple of days we get different notifications from the association or from the government saying we have to do things differently. Yeah. So things will change and you guys will probably get a ton of emails from us as that happens, but it's all to make sure everyone stays safe. So please read those emails. Yeah, just be patient with us, and we are very excited to get back to work. I'm excited for Amanda. She has to go back on Monday and let us know how it goes. Yeah, it's very exciting. I'm very excited to get back to work. All right, well, well, thank you guys for jumping on and listening to us today. We just wanted to give everyone a quick rundown of some of the policies and procedures and some things to consider as you come into CSS patients. Uh, And of course, this can be spread out to whoever else has patients in this manner that needs to follow these procedures. So as a patient, if you hear this, please spread it to friends or family who are patients as well, or as other practitioners, feel free to send this out to your patients if you uh, find it suitable as a quick little 10 minute know what to do kind of thing, okay? Um, If you guys have any questions, reach out to us, Amanda, Sarah, or I, we're all more than happy to answer or to our Instagram, which is osteocast underscore. And you can Uh, also find our personal accounts uh, through that page on Instagram. If you have any personal questions for the area you're in. Of course. Of course. Otherwise, do you guys have anything to add before we jump off? No, No? stay safe. Enjoy. We're excited to see you. (laughs) Stay safe. Have fun. And we will see you guys soon. Okay. Bye. Bye.